<laughs> okay. All right. I think we're ready, ladies. All right. Ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Welcome back, Quick Chicks and Fast Fellas. Georgia and Watson and Betsy Sudi here. Hi, everyone. It's brought to you by Meteor Nutrition. Meteor Nutrition is a performance-based private practice by registered sports specialized dietitian Kelsey Pontius. Kelsey is also an athlete herself as a former D1 soccer player and a recent 2020 marathon Olympic trials qualifier. Kelsey works with her clients to help cultivate optimal yet sustainable sports nutrition practices that elevate their performance, health, and happiness. You can follow Kelsey at on Instagram at sports dietitian Kelsey. Hi everyone, how's it going? Yes. Big day today. We have some awesome guests here with us, quick chicks. We have Lydia McRae and Kelsey Pontius um, coming from Jacksonville, the top runners in Jacksonville. Um, and when I lived in Gainesville, Betsy, I feel mm-hmm. like everybody was really hoping for this, like, Sharks, Jets, like, dance-off <laughs> between, like, the Gainesville girls and the Jacksonville girls. And, like, to everyone's disappointment, like, we just, like, all got along really well. Mm-hmm. And we're all super supportive of each other. And I'm so pumped to have them on the show today. Yes. We have a full house, everyone, of quick chicks here. We have Kelsey and Lydia, who are great at a lot of things, but I think probably the marathon is their sweet spot right now. Um, and I think just recently they've kind of hit their stride, excuse the pun for, for this distance. They've tried out Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of things. Um, and they've really kind of dialed in a, a situation for training that works for them. So this is really exciting. Um, just a few numbers folks, for those of you listening who care about PRs and things like that. Um, these ladies both have run under two hours and 50 minutes. So Lydia has a 247.34 PR and Kelsey has a 244.20 PR. Kelsey, as I mentioned, qualified for the Olympic trials in 2020. And Lydia is not far off of that. So um, what we'll be getting is kind of how they really have steadily improved over several years in these, in this distance, because um, I think both of them started out kind of, you know, three ten, three three O's for their first kind of couple marathons and then really took some big jumps and cut some time down. So let's start um, ladies with kind of, you know, how you two found each other. Talk, talk about your friendship. First of all, like you, you, you two train together quite often now. How long has that been going on? You know, how's it going? <laughs> what's your What's your story there with your friendship and running? Yeah, I actually have to share this story because it's marathon related, and it was my yeah. very first marathon that I knew who this girl Lydia McRae was. <laughs> yeah, um, this is hysterical. Yeah, so we're both signed up for the Donna Marathon. That's the big breast cancer marathon in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing in terms of running marathons. I was in college. Um, I think I signed up the week of, wasn't really training. Um, I was wearing a fanny pack, um, <laughs> lots of layers. <laughs> I had pants on. I think it was like 55 degrees or something I like love, that. I like, love this. All right. <laughs> I like read this article, but I'm like reliving it for you now. It amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And I see this girl that looks so athletic and her, her, I was most jealous her outfit matched. 
<laughs> the um, only time. <laughs> looked really like legit. And so I see her at the start line and I started like getting lightheaded during the national anthem because everybody that looked legit was like psyching me out. And I remember drinking a stranger's water, which in COVID times, we definitely don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I start running the race and I actually, because it was my first marathon, I didn't own like a Garmin or anything. And so I think I shot out like a bat out of hell. Then at mile 20, and then at mile 20, like everything started to hurt and my iPod died. My iPod died. Tragic. (laughs) I had on one thing, don't worry, on the the armband. And I was so upset and I'm like, my world is coming crashing down. And here comes this girl that like just passes me like I'm standing still. And at that point, I was like, I do not like this girl. I realized that, like, I'm a little bit competitive with her. That was 22-year-old Kelsey. Yeah. Um, And I was... I realized I'm like, I think I love to race because I'm competitive. But in that moment, I was like, oh, she's someone that like one day I want to beat. And um, she beat me by like, I think like several minutes, like at least like put a half a mile on me, I think. And um, but then I knew who Lydia McRae was. Yep. And then (laughs) fast forward a few, like, I think it was the following year uh, we were in Thanksgiving because, you know, Kelsey got fast quick. Um, we were at Thanksgiving, uh, the half marathon, and she was in front of me by maybe 30, 40 seconds. And I see her take a gel. I've never taken a gel in a half marathon, but she's in front of me. I mean, of course I'm going to do what she's doing. Mm. So I took a gel, which is funny now that she's the one that helps me out with what to eat and do everything, (laughs) make races. But, and then I ended up beating her in that race. And I think it was the last time back in 2013, because now she's you know, obviously amazing, but I think it's funny. We have a, we've always had a really good um, friendship from that point in time. I don't know. We've just kind of always clicked bonded. I mean, she's 10 years younger than me. And I think that keeps, keeps me feeling young. Um, (laughs) But it's that we just have, you know, we've always, well, up until, up until now we've trained a little differently. So we've been able to kind of share things that work for us on each side, because I think it's, you know, important to always look at what other people are doing and just kind of think, you know, oh, that's something I hadn't thought about. And we've always just been really open and shared with each other kind of what we're experiencing. Um, I don't know. What, would you agree, Kelsey? Yeah. And I, I want to say too, something that I didn't even realize until Betsy was sharing about, um, about us recently having a little bit more success in our running. Like, I think the coolest thing is, is about a year and a half ago, we both, I moved to two miles away from Lydia. And so I think it just like comes full circle in terms of we were friends before that, but like just having like access to um, each other as like training partners and just supporters of each other and um, sharing miles and training and philosophies together. And I um, use her and Paul all the time as like sounding boards of different perspectives or just fresh ideas to look at things that isn't necessarily the same exact words coming out of my coach's mouth. And so um, I think that the coolest thing is, is like in the last couple of years where I think I've ran the best and I've got to see Lydia have so much success um, is like we, it's the years that we've shared more miles together. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so neat to see, you know, Kelsey's had a lot of success over the last couple of years. And I think it's 
really cool to see that because it, you know, you, you girls know the same thing. It's like when every time Kelsey does something big, you know, she raises the bar for me. We were talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday, you know, I'm trying to break 120 and a half. I'm like, Kelsey, the fact that you get, you know, ran 115, that gives me so much hope that I can break 120. You know, mm-hmm. every time she runs a little faster, it makes me think I can run a little faster. So instead of saying, oh, Kelsey's running faster, it's more like, yeah, man, if she can do it, I'm right. You know, I can be right. right there behind her. So totally. we kind of always had that. Right. Yeah. Um, Lydia, I want to go to your uh, recent marathon. In, was it Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just looking at the pictures on social media of you running that race and like Kelsey coming and surprising you at like what mile was it? I don't know. And like your face and, you know, it was obviously like very clear just from an outsider's perspective of how close you two are and how you support one another and you're there for each other. Um, even if it like means driving to Louisiana <laughs> to, to support, uh, the other one, um, and so like, I love that, but it also, you know, I, as someone who's only debuted in the, in the marathon at age 35, um, you know, people like you and people like, you know, Kelly Griffin, um, who are like just finding success in the marathon, like with where you're at in life. It's like, so like, I love it. Um, it's so inspiring to, you know, just like, I have like years left, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you know, I can do this for a long time still, um, but like, like, tell us a little bit about like that race and like kind of what was going through your head. Like when clearly you decided to go for it and had what, like a five minute PR. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was one of those things, you know, marathons just take time. I mean, I had, you know, I started at a three twenty marathon. I did, I was not an athlete. Um, and I think it's just, I was having, it took me a while to kind of find my stride. You know, I ran two fifty four. Um, a couple of times before that. And, you know, my training was always good. And, you know, you, you kind of think you can do more, but I've uh, confidence has always been a little hard for me. I think just, I just haven't been mm-hmm. one of those people that are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go crush 250. I'm more like, oh my gosh, I'm, can I break 255? <laughs> um, when I, and so, you know, and Kelsey was such a big part of that because even, I mean, she kept saying, Lydia, you can break 250. I'm like, no, I'm going to go for 252. I'm going to go for 252. Um, and that, you know, and I think it was just, I mean, for me, it was just years of the, the, the Desi quote keeps showing up, you know, I've had a string of years right. with no mm-hmm. injuries. Um, you know, I think it, it was just years of not trying to change the plan. You see people, I think Kelsey and I are both, um, examples of this, that, you know, you, you don't have a good race, so you change your coach or you don't have a good race. Right. So you go recreate the wheel. And, you know, for me, it was just year after year, just kind of doing, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. we tweaked some things as I got older, I had to separate my workouts farther, you know, do things Mm -hmm. differently, but it's really just staying consistent and, um, and just, and like keeping it fun. I mean, when you're 40 years old, I mean, you know, we all have full-time jobs and, you know, it has to be fun. And, um, Kelsey kind of keeps the competitive side of me going. Like she's, you know, you can do this, you can run fast. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I got there, I mean, I was, I knew I was ready. I mean, I felt fit, but I felt fit before and dropped out of a race. I mean, just cause you Mm -hmm. feel fit in a marathon doesn't mean, um, right. There's a lot of factors that that got to click. Yeah. And then, you know, I was at mile 10 and I thought, and I, I, I felt good from the beginning. Um, I had, I, I never knew what pace I was on. I was literally coming down the finish thing because there weren't clocks praying I was going to run under 250. Oh, um, so I had no wow. idea, but I, so it was just one of those days. I was just 
you know, out there. Yeah. But I saw at mile 10, I saw, I thought, oh, that's Stephanie's, that's Stephanie's <laughs> jacket. Cause it was my friend Stephanie and Kelsey. I was like, that's, she has the same jacket on Stephanie. Cause it's this, she, we make fun of her cause it's this huge jacket. <laughs> and then I saw them and oh. I, I had like, it was mile 10 because Kelsey said, told him they couldn't see me too soon because that would mess me up. I didn't need to get too mm-hmm. nervous too quick. So yeah, yeah. You know, she was right. Um, I saw them at mile 10 and I, I literally started running six minute miles. I was like, okay, yeah. I got to stop. I was, I had chill bumps. I was like, I could not <laughs> believe they drove to Louisiana. Oh. I mean, it was just like, and it's yeah. not like it's a fun place to go. I mean, it's Baton Rouge. <laughs> it's not like they were going to New York city to watch the marathon. Oh, yeah. Like they were coming to see me and it was just, I mean, I saw them all on the course. They were, I mean, it was the most magical thing oh. and just where you really are so grateful and you're just mm. like these people I could not I could not get over it I'm still yeah. can't get over it yeah I mean oh well for oh, people watching from like the social media perspective of it like it was like the feel-good story of the weekend I just like oh. loved it and like adored it um, I couldn't believe it yeah and <laughs> And then um, Kelsey was reading an article about you, actually, that Betsy sent over to me. And, they, you know, they were talking about your, um, you know, we all know that you made Olympic trials for 2020. And you, you, you ran your 244 at CIM. Is that? Yes. Correct? Is yes. 2018? Yes. 2018, which doesn't seem, I mean, three years ago, almost four years ago now. And that yeah. long ago. But I, I love like, you know, not many people, including myself, I didn't know about your 2016 attempt, um, like for the 2016 trials. And I think you ran like, was it like 252 at CIM and had, you know, I'd be like, you had like a huge PR that day, but still had missed, um, trials in 2016 and I love the like comeback story of this like same race same course like eight minutes faster qualified for (laughs) trials having missed it like the previous Olympic cycle did that feel like a pretty good redemption day yeah absolutely I think just as Lydia was saying there's something to be said about like knowing that it's like within your body to do something but Mm -hmm. until you like do it or I mean, I missed it significantly. And so, and t- like, it'd be different if I ran like 245, 20, like I've seen a right. lot of girls do, mm-hmm. but like, I missed it by a big chunk. And I think that, um, you know, just having more years of consistent miles and not doing anything crazy, but just what Lydia was saying, staying consistent and um, knowing like deep down that, that it was within me. Um, but I think the marathon is super hard. Like I always... <sighs> think when people are like, talk about how to, you know, mentally prepare or break it into two half marathons. I'm like, no, there's just that whole physiological barrier that um, has always been such a big challenge for me. And I know that like after mile 20, it's, that's comparing apples to oranges, I think, in (laughs) your first half marathon to your second half marathon. Mm -hmm. Uh. Um, So I think that's something that's super challenging, but really fun to put together a good day. And, um, that's something that I wanted to like share about watching Lydia run the last 10 K of her marathon. Um, you guys, I've never seen anybody run a last 10 K like that. It was kind of, it was kind of scary. It was Mm. like, she was like attacking the miles and getting faster and her, um, last half marathon of her 247 was 122. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So I got to see like, 
someone put together like a really good last 10k which I've personally never done so like (laughs) someone else like really do it it was really cool to watch yeah oh like that word like attack like just like I can just like picture Lydia like just after it so great yeah yeah totally like on a bridge like I'm like what is happening (laughs) um yeah, so, so and you guys have both run CIM, um, Lydia, yes. you have as well. Um, and yep. so obviously our listeners, um, as well as Betsy and I, who've never run yeah. CIM, are very interested and curious as far as what to expect in the course and like what tips and oh. tricks do you have for us, ladies? Let me let me tell you a tip real quick. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are in the elite field. I was not. So if your listeners are not in the elite field, this was some advice that I did not get. Mm-hmm. If you have to get up to the start line early. So when I say early, you know, obviously, you know, us elite runner or semi elite runners try to like, you know, we want to do our strides right before we start, et cetera, et cetera. I was literally jumping over wooden beams mm-hmm. one second before I started because it's just, it gets so packed and you cannot get to the front. Um, you can't, I, I started with the 345 group oh and my, I got okay. there pretty early. Mm. So that is a piece of advice that it's actually pretty important because yeah. it's so hard, you know, it's, you can't, because you don't want to get, it was, I was trying so hard to get up, you know, I was trying to break 255 and I was trying to get up with that 255 group. And it's so hard because they're just getting, you know, they're just getting further away from you. Right. Mm. Um, so I was asking people, what are you going for a 315? Okay. I'm not there yet. What are you going for? Right. Mm. I'm not there yet um so that's a little yeah no very helpful Georgian I wonder is the start going to be a traditional start at CIM do we know that information yet is it rolling or I believe it is I don't believe it's rolling that hasn't (laughs) been announced um I wouldn't be surprised with like you know a month to go if we get a little bit more information um yeah about that whole process and corrals and or or whatnot so um but it's a great race you'll love it okay awesome yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I had a five-minute PR there. That was a – Wow. It was um, – that's a fast course. Okay. Um, you know, obviously – and Kelsey can speak to it. it. It's rolling. Obviously, you've heard. Um, mm-hmm. the, what does, you that, know, what does are, that mean? What does that mean? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's funny because I've yeah. run it twice. And one time I thought this course is so fast. And the next mm. time I thought this was so hard. You know, so sometimes mm. – you know, it depends on the day. I think, you know, the hills are, you know, for, for Gainesville and I don't know about where your terrain is, Georgia, but you know, in Florida, obviously we have none. And so I, I thought <laughs> some of the hills were bigger than I expected. Um, but, but it's fast. I mean, for every, you know, I got some advice from some friends in Portland that I thought was really good. They said, you know, just make sure that you're not using too much effort going up so that you can just, you know, keep that same effort and you're, split will work out because there's a down for every up right. so that mm-hmm. was kind of the mentality I had going right in. focus on Healthy. effort more than yeah on the hills that's that's really yep. good advice okay. yeah I was going to share something similar around like the the downhills you can really get rolling really fast so if you're working mm-hmm. too hard on the uphills what can happen is like you're working really hard to maintain a pace and then like you get to the downhill and if you keep working at that effort 
you will be going really, really fast. And so I think that obviously using the downhills to your advantage, but also like finding some rest in it too. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, you know, you aren't working too hard on the uphills, but on the downhills too, you can run like they're good downhills. You can run like a relatively good pace without like burning yourself up. And that was something that in my experience Mm -hmm. that, um, with, with, um, trying going after the trials, they had some pacers mm-hmm. and, um, I was with like a really large pack of women, which is a complete story for a different day, but really cool experience. Um, and there was this lady who had qualified for the Olympic trials like four times. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she had been competitively running for what is that? 16 years at least right. wow. yeah. marathoning at that. And, um, I remember like early in the race, like I wanted to like run ahead of the pace group. And she just looked at me as I was like running on the downhill. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to qualify for the Olympic trials today. So if you are really confident, go for it. But she's like, I promise you, I'll get you through the. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Is and, this like the mom from Minnesota? Um, I don't know. But she completely mommed me up. Yeah. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah and so she like really and like knows this woman I forget her name um but like yeah she's like qualified for like four or five olympic trials and I am just like I could totally see like some lovely mother from Minnesota be like sweetie stay with me like right (laughs) I mean what a what a gift right to be so honest and just say like look like I know what I'm doing like if you want help I can help you but if not like good luck Yeah, right. I don't think Four I was good enough to like run 240. So I was like, she's probably right. And she was like, right. just, just chill on these downhills. And it was really good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and That's that was awesome. the last bit is is fast. So the last four miles are or maybe even five are slightly downhill. Okay. Oh. So if you can just get there in one piece, you know, you can really start rolling. And I think, you know, too, it you kind of you don't have to have the same if you're doing a flat race, your splits can almost be, you know, negative split or even. Um, but you know, those if there's if there's hills, you know, there's just gonna be some slower miles and you just, you know, don't lose confidence and knowing that, you know, you mm-hmm. can make it up in at the end. I mean, if you're having a good day, obviously, but um yeah. that's such a too early on that course. Right. That's such a nice thing to kind of have, like, you know, in your back pocket, you know, it's almost like a treat, you know, the last four to five miles, you can at mm-hmm. least, t- at least tell yourself, you're, it's, or, you know, or um, I like to think of it as like having just a tailwind, you know, to yeah. get to that, it'll be because Georgian, I don't know if you experienced this in your first marathon buildup, like, I've done the 20 mile runs, but I mean, I'm spent and I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, I have at least 45 minutes left. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't think about that. It's right. magic. And that's, if you think about that four miles being, if you have that, it's like when I get to 22, I've got four miles downhill, you're putting something positive in your brain. Right. Absolutely. Instead of saying, Absolutely. when I get to 20, I've got the the death march the last six miles. Cause that's right. what so many people are thinking. So if you yes. can be, it's going to be, we're going to be smoking it. 22 miles I'm gonna roll the downhills I mean that that makes you feel better just having something positive in your mind oh for sure absolutely that's really helpful thanks yeah totally Um, Georgian I don't know if this is true for you at this moment but like my heart rate is oh my gosh like my palms are sweating yeah so like like, I just wanted to take it down a little bit because because, I'm getting super excited um but so ladies, I'm loving this conversation and what I'm hearing, Kelsey and Lydia, from you, and I think Georgianne would definitely support this, is that 
we're in such a unique point in time in our sports history, really, because we're experiencing a time where our heroes are also our friends and colleagues and supporters. Like it's all mixed together. Um, it's almost like we have this mastermind of information that we're like creating with information on how to do this, this thing better. Um, mm -hmm. But I know that you two ladies also work with the younger generation, specifically in girls, you know, Kelsey with your, your nutrition counseling and Lydia, you mentioned you coach a little bit. What do you notice with, you know, the younger runners? Is it a similar kind of thing? Are they very like peer oriented? Are they looking up to, because they have heroes now in the sport to look up to, or do they care? <laughs> or is it very much like, you know, high school is their world? Like what's, what's, what's going on with the runners and how can we, you know, kind of, I don't know, just like support that I think we've done a really job of cultivating. Yeah, I'm curious to see what Lid says um, and if our perspective is similar. I think we've probably talked about it, but in my experience, high school is their world. Like, yeah. I'll like reference people. I'm like, yeah, but didn't you see that post that, for example, if I said Kara Goucher posted yesterday about body image, they'd be like, right. who's that? They have yeah. no idea. 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like they're, yeah. It's they're just being teenagers. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're just being. Yeah, teenagers. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> we work with uh, my husband, and I work with several of the high school teams. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think that, you know, we do see these body image things and all of that. I, I feel like it's just keeping it fun. I mean, the people mm. out the girls I work with don't, they're not really dealing with that. So I think it's important to know that not everyone is like, is, is dealing with that. I think it shows mm. that there is a way to do it. Um, and I think, you know, just keeping, keeping it really fun. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, not getting, you know, maybe the people I'm working with aren't quite, the girls aren't quite as elite as some of the others. Um, so I think there, that could also be a thing you know, yeah. um, keeping them under control and not making it too mm -hmm. serious. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I agree with Kelsey. They have no idea who, who the professionals are. It's really just <laughs> who, you know, they have some high school running heroes for sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah. That's really refreshing though. I, I feel like that's why I was well, like, I didn't really know who, like, the big dogs were in the pro scene. Um, I was, right, more just worried about being 16 and, like, getting my driver's license and, like, making the state meet, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's um, great. Do you guys care if we pick your brains a little bit on some uh, race day fueling? Mm -hmm. um, sure. So take us into your world of morning of and then as well as what you take on course, if you don't mind. I'm going to make Lydia go first because her answer is <laughs> epic. Okay. Oh, good. Well, I had to get help from my local dietitian, Kelsey. <laughs> um, I was pretty bad before this last one. Um, I, was, I think my last marathon before this one, I had maybe a half a gel. Mm. Um, I've had a hard, you know, I just was, you know, it's almost the nerves during the race. I would struggle with um, um, fuel and I also didn't mm. eat breakfast. So, oh and you know, you eat, he really you stressed me out. Right. Kelsey, <laughs> yeah. was, Kelsey was literally like, you need 1200 more calories. Than yeah. You had. Um, it was more, I just, you know, so I, because I had always, it was one of those things I'd always had, you know, a particular brand and I just 
thought that that's what just, I didn't even think to try a different brand, you know? Mm. And so um, fast forward, I started eating breakfast beforehand. And then this last marathon I had just over five gels and then um, some gummies also. Mm. So, um, you know, I think Kelsey, you know, I think when you can have the bottles, it's a, you can even get more than that. But I thought for me getting five gels, breakfast and some shoes, I felt like a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Big, yeah. That's a big jump though. From It's uh, a big jump. You like, were, no, imagine what food can do and for like, you. And like a necessary <laughs> jump. I am like not Kelsey or a nutritionist, but like, holy cannoli. Yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those things like you can kind of say, you hear people say all the time, you know, well, I have stomach issues or, mm-hmm. you know, I can't handle that. And it's kind of like, well, something probably will work for you. It's just mm-hmm. really having to practice and experiment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I take gels even in some workout days and, you know, yeah. practicing, taking that gel when you're running fast, not yeah. just on long, slow runs. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think some people just tend to take nutrition if they do, you know, 20 mile long runs, that's when they take their nutrition. But, you know, a lot of people are doing their long runs you know, slower pace. And it's, it's right. almost like getting that nutrition when you're running fast, mm-hmm. um, where you're bouncing around, I think is important too. Yeah. Definitely. All that, all that learned from. Yeah. Kelsey. Mm. <laughs> totally. Good. Thank you, Kelsey. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me out. No, Lydia started, we started calling, um, Lydia's gels and choose her snacks. And I mm. found <laughs> when we use snacks as like, almost like a euphemism, um, she got really good at it. I'm like, do you have your snacks? And she's like, snacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I practiced on my long run just uh, TMI but I had five no four gels in a 20 miler this weekend and this was the first time I experienced some real chronic cramping and it was you know painful and um, I'll just leave it at that but Kelsey could that be just like a one-off for, but it was also they were all caffeinated packages. So yeah. could that just be like a little too much caffeine for my system in a two hour period? Yeah, and especially if you've never taken that volume of it, um, yeah, it could be that like maybe next time. What I would recommend would be you know maybe alternating between caffeine caffeinated and non caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be you know if you've used that gel in the past with success. Um, then it's probably not like the type of sugar that's in it, which sometimes can um, be irritating for people. It's probably either just like the number of, of, um, you know, sugars that you're having in a small amount of time that your body can adjust and adapt to with more practice, or just like you said, the caffeine, um, component of it. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it can happen if, um, you know, it's super hot and your heart that, rate yeah. is higher, then you're yeah. gonna, you can have more issues if it's warmer. Um, but if you feel like the weather was, you know, mild or whatever, then, um, then I would say maybe next time just to experiment with alternating, which that's something that, um, with long run with marathon fueling, I like to do anyway. Um, mm-hmm. just so that, um, I'm not like, you know, my heart's not coming through the, my chest. Everyone has different caffeine um, sensitivities, but, yeah. um, you do, you don't want to take one caffeine and then like not take another one. Um, mm-hmm. Lynn and I were talking about this the other day, um, just because like, basically what can happen is, um, you, the caffeine can kind of dwindle in your system and then you kind of hit a low. So you want to take an, um, be consistent about it, mm-hmm. um, but maybe just a little break for your belly. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would also say, um, you know, what helped me too is, you know, having the, the gummies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have, if you, if you are someone that can do a gel or a gummy, like when you're in the marathon and the little, the smallest thing can irritate you, you know, so you can mm-hmm. almost be like, I've had three gels. I cannot have a gel right now, but I need something. <laughs> so it's almost like having yourself a, like an op- another option so if you can't handle the gel but you can handle a gummy I thought that mm-hmm. that helped me some like I was just over the gels so I took you know some gummies and then got back on the gels <laughs> yeah a little variety a little, sp- yeah. little spacer <laughs> yeah I like, also, like you had like a plan but like in the moment like the plan wasn't working great so you were like Mm-mm. okay pivot yeah <laughs> right and, right like right. Did something else something like got back on course like that's and yeah. I think that's great because I think some people, and this is how I was like on my first marathon. Cause like by 22, like I had like gut rot big time. Yeah. Um, but I was so like, you have to stay on the plan. Like this is what coach said to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole idea of like skipping one or like, you know, just pushing it back or something like didn't even enter my mind. Um, so it's, yeah, it's sometimes it's good to think about some of that stuff in advance and just like have a plan for if like things are going off the rails a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I think that's, um, you know, why it's so important to practice. But at the same time, like to your point, Georgia, and you nailed it is like having plan A, and that's not just with your nutrition, but that's even like your pacing and, Mm -hmm. you know, what your headspace is going to be having plan A. And then also like being super patient with your body that if something doesn't feel right, like rule number one, if it's hurting to put something in your stomach, (laughs) like just give it a minute, right? Um, let your Mm -hmm. system like figure it out. And, you know, just give yourself like a few miles to adjust and, um, and, you know, your body's using that energy. So sooner or later, a lot of times cramps can kind of dissipate and it's mm-hmm. ready to kind of receive that nutrition again. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can be patient with yourself and deviate from the plan a little bit for sure. Okay. And I think, it, you know, it's good to practice that, you know, when you're training and just not, not just with nutrition, like Kelsey said, because I think everything, you know, how you've practiced everything is what comes out on race day. So that's with... Mm-hmm. You know, if a workout, if you're doing a workout, like I think one of the things I've gotten a lot better at is I don't get too caught up in, um, you know, if a workout's not that great that day, it's fine because, you know, last week was awesome. Or, you know, yeah. say I was supposed to hit six minute pace today and it was 610, but, you know, I felt like I gave a good effort. I, it, that, that is what it is, you know, and I think it's just those everyday practices. It's like you keep that plan, but, you know, sometimes the plan just, is not quite what it is. And then that just ha- it happens to be, you know, when you're in the race and like, Oh, I can't really take this gel right now. You're not so tied to being so type a during right. every session. You know, mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is fantastic advice for sure. Um, and Betsy, we have a, a listener question, I believe. We do. Before we get to that, can I ask a question um, about l- women issues? <laughs> um, I heard, um, I think I knew but it was on a podcast um, kind of describing how like when you're, you know, menstruating, your digestion slows down. Is that, is that true? And therefore like you need to kind of take your, your um, fuel a little bit slower, you know, on the run when that happens, like, you know, let's say, you know, God forbid, you know, you wake up and you're like, Oh shoot, this is what's happening today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've all been there. Yeah. I mean, it's like just rolling the dice here, you know, if that happens yeah. race, race morning, is there some advice in that kind of arena? 
Yeah. So that's such a tricky area and controversial area right now, because I think that everybody's really excited about female specific advice. Yeah. But in reality, um, there's a lot of work being done, but nothing's evidence-based right now. And so Mm. it's tough. And there's a lot of really cool speculations and things that I've even speculations that aren't evidence-based that I have found within my own body as like a living female to be accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really hard. Like I've, I've kind of stood beside, like, I'm not going to make any, um, recommendations until there's a little bit more, um, solid information. But what I will say is that the body's ability to use your glycogen or your energy storages, um, your storage of carbohydrates in your body that is diminished. And Mm. so, um, that you actually need a little bit more because your body's like tricking to think that you don't have any. So, um, using, eating those complex carbohydrates leading up to race day is so, so critical. And then hydration and electrolytes we do know at this time becomes more critical during that. But I've never heard to be, um, that even speculations of, um, slowed down digestion. It's more just that like your ability to use your fast acting energy, which is your carbohydrate supply that is not as um, efficient in other, like your follicular stage of your menstrual cycle, um, opposed to like luteal or menstruation. And that happened to me at Louisiana and I'm fine. So just some non-evidence. Like I was fine. I mean, as a living female, also as a living female, that happened to me and I ate the heck out of my gels. (laughs) You were good. Okay. Great. So don't panic if that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. That is good advice. No one's panicking. Good. Okay. So listener question. Here it is. Um, She says, good morning. Love the podcast. Question is, what will your week or two before CIM look like? How do you plan to taper so that you feel like you're doing enough and are mentally prepared, but also fully rested come race day? So taper Mm -hmm. ideas. Um, Yeah. I'll go first, Kelsey, and then you can go. Is that good? Yeah. Um, So I... As far as um, I like to keep a routine. So I think the big the big thing for me is even though I'm running less miles, I still like to get up at the same time. Um, you know, I run twice a day a lot of times. So I, I can even break my runs into shorter miles just to, to maybe one or two days do that, just to kind of keep that same consistency. Um, obviously, cutting back mileage probably, you know, 40% the week, two weeks out. And then, you know, you're just running to just move that last week. Um, I like to do a couple of, uh, like say a race is Sunday. I would do some speedy or something on Wednesday, not too speedy, just maybe marathon pay or half marathon pace, eight hundreds or something. Um, eating, I eat the same thing. I barely cut back on what I'm eating. Um, because it's, you've got to keep the fuel. I think that's where so many people mess up. They're running less miles. So they think they need to, your, your body knows what's coming and Mm. it's way better to go into a race. In my opinion, a pound heavier than too light and not enough fuel. So I think that's the main thing is just keeping your, um, you know, obviously cutting back the mileage, but keeping that routine and staying on eating really good carbs and proteins and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, um, I I completely agree with Lid. Um, I see like a lot of my clients being so hesitant about their nutrition, but 
what I, a lot of people don't talk about with the taper is that um, part, it's a two-part equation. And the first part is like reducing your activity. But then the other part is either eating normally or, you know, even for some people slightly more so that you can fill those energy storages um, to like max capacity because you there's only so much that you can fill them. So the whole idea of resting, you, you want to think of it as a bank. So you're filling up your bank account and then you're not making any withdrawals so you can make big withdrawals on race day. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of how I like to explain it. And so if you're, um, so I've seen people with tapering being like, I'm not going to run, but I'm going to like Peloton all week and (laughs) eat less. You're kind of, you know, um, that's completely besides the point. Um, You want (laughs) to make sure that your energy storages are filled up and then you know, tapering too, it's not a, a permanent thing. And so you have to realize nothing crazy is going to happen to your body and um, your body needs it from, you know, training for months and months and months and all the hard work that you did anyway. And just as Lid said, like, even if you do, um, well, first of all, I'd recommend not weighing yourself because it's irrelevant. But mm-hmm. um if you did, then it's all water weight from the carbohydrates. And, um, that is not going to slow you down on race day. Your body's going to use that, um, pretty, pretty readily. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I like to focus on is the whole rest component. I know Lydia and I are big fans of getting our nails done too, because probably, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'm the same way. Like get my nails done. Okay. This race can happen. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe like wash your hair, all the things that you don't do when um, you're Like, I love to not wash my hair so it's styled a little bit better. And it's not like you don't have to wash it every day. So that's a real treat. Maybe cook yourself a nice dinner. (laughs) Kelsey said something to me when I was tapering that was so helpful. She, I don't even know what we were talking about. And she's like, (laughs) you know, I'm so excited for your race or whatever. She's like, this is fitness, fitness thinking week. And Mm. I've called it that ever since because taper just sounds like you're winding down. And you're really winding up, you know, so it's really, you know, that taper can make you feel sluggish and you're not doing as much and you Mm kind of, gosh, that 20 mile that that I did has been three weeks, you know, three weeks ago. But if you think about it, like we're fitness thinking, it's like, okay, you want to do everything to be fit. Like we're going to be ready for that day. We're going to eat all of our rice and, you know, do all of the things because, you know, I just think that that term is way better to me because you're winding up, not winding down. And I I think Lydia, you kind of touched on this like a little bit, but I would always like prepare people like you might not feel great when you quote taper Mm. like that, that week, like sometimes, yeah, you do feel sluggish or you have a headache because you're not burning as many endorphins as what you're used to. Um, and things don't really start to kind of like feel better until maybe like the day before or like two days Mm -hmm. before. Um, I I would say like, you know, if you're not feeling great, like a week to 10 days out from a race, um, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Like you guys said, the fitness is there. Yeah. That's That's happened to me literally every time. Me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I remember text, texting my husband, you know, the week of the race, every other day that something was injured. He was like, oh, this is the injury of the day. And then yeah. they say it would be something different. Oh, this is the injury of the day. I'm like, oh, you know, because you just start, is that a pain? I don't know. Is that a pain? With Paul's like super cute accent too. I can just- uh, yeah. He's like, gosh, Lydia, you're fine. Yeah. Well, like in, in, you know, the theater world or show business, you know, they say like a bad uh, dress for her. 
performance and so like in that world they just expect you know shit to hit the fan that week just because like you know you're kind of going over everything and you're just you know kind of uncovering stuff and it's just like when when things pop up but I love the fitness sinking yeah I'm gonna use that yeah (laughs) this is somewhat related but when we were talking about washing our hair and doing our nails do you do you ladies find especially during like the thick of training, right? There's some days where you get done and you're, you're just like glowing, right? You just feel amazing. You look great. Cause like the endorphins are going, you're like, I feel so strong and proud of myself. And you're like, I look great. And then other mornings you wake up and you glance at yourself in the mirror and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> like, that, this is, like that's me right now. Yeah. Like this um. is really taking its toll on my body. Do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, Whoa, this is marathon. Training. Yeah. So like, I get on a team meeting teams meeting for work. I'm, I'm thinking, Oh, God, I God. do not look healthy. Right, <laughs> right. Where's the Zoom filter? Yes. Right, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, I just, I had one of those mornings. I was like, whoa, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> just whoa. this wear and tear. Yeah, yeah. I'm like my poor husband. Oh, things, things, <laughs> get, things get rough. Yeah, so hopefully during yeah. taper, you can kind of, you know, <laughs> rejuvenate everything good a again. little bit. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, that's oh. funny. Um running gosh I think it was last winter now I came to Jacksonville um to go for a run with you and you talked about alcohol and kind of you just not necessarily gave it up before your marathon but you really didn't find it in your in your diet was um do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah I actually did give it up Um, okay (laughs) yeah I I do love wine yeah Uh, (laughs) like you're being really nice Betsy but like no we can just go there yeah (laughs) Yeah. I did give it up well we did the you know the January because my race was March beginning of March so we did no no kind of no drink January and then we were going into February and I was literally so excited that night to have wine Mm-hmm. And my husband goes, why don't we just wait till the marathon? Like your workouts are going so well. And I literally wrote back, you have got to be kidding. Me. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, it's only four more weeks. And so, I mean, I definitely think it helps. Um, you know, I, I think that I run fine with it. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily, it's one of those things you never know, like, could it have helped? I'm sure it helped. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was really because I was just going to bed early and going, you know, just getting that really good quality sleep. Um, Cause I had a pretty short buildup. I did seven weeks. Um, I mean, I've trained all, all year long, but I had really like hard six or seven weeks. Um, so I felt like it was just like, I'm willing to do, you know, throw in the towel and do everything I can. I'd had a couple races that just didn't go very well. And so I just tried everything. So I don't know mm. which one was the magic, um, the magic pill, but I think it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate that perspective for sure. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Georgian, any this last questions? This was lovely. Yeah. Oh. This was great. <laughs> Cup is full. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think we could probably do this all day if we wanted to, but you know, for our, our listeners' sake, I'm sure they're done with core or they're like <laughs> double at this point um, <laughs> and they're like stretching on their porch, like, okay, ladies, I got to go in and like, yeah. um, but no, this was awesome. We so appreciate you joining us today. And I know our listeners loved getting your input and all of your knowledge. This is awesome. Yes. Thanks, you guys. Yes. Thank thanks, you guys ladies. so much. Thanks oh. for supporting all the ladies. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having us. That was super fun. Yeah, it was our pleasure. Yes, our pleasure. Definitely.
And good luck on your marathon. Oh, thanks. thanks. We're excited. <laughs> You're going to rock it. Send me a photo of your nails. If you like oh, which yeah. ones, I just oh. need to know, like, what do you go with? Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, my, I'm like, like a, Pinterest board is like already popping up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very basic, like pink or bright red. That's my go-to. Yeah. yeah. Georgian, Georgian gets a little more creative and yeah. I'll have like the Color. accent. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Get it in the fun zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this was great. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much All for right. having us. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Take this care. Bye. Thanks, Bye. This is Betsy, Georgian, Kelsey, and Lydia signing off. Remember, if you have questions, quick chicks, you can email us, Betsy and Georgian at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Have a great week. <laughs>